0: Good Friday, how can one describe such a day? The wrongdoing of all humanity, putting to an end an innocent man, the Son of God. This is the story of Jesus' death by way of a cross, all in one moment bringing death to the bright light of our future. He never stopped loving us, and yet this is the incredible part of it. Our sin stopped his heart. Our sin drove the nails firmly in the hands of God. All along, these were the plans. We told ourselves that we were in control, and this was deemed sufficient for all of us. The brutal beating, the inhuman flogging, the naked humiliation. Heaven watched and saw it all. Our rebellion, our guilt, Our shame, erasing the very notion of reconciling us with God. Our sin and our debt, overcoming Jesus. Here is our King, obliterated. The enemy laughing, his plans unstoppable. There's no longer the sound of freedom rising. Now God's people are utterly broken. Behold the chains of mortality. Yes, this is what is true. We had heard the stories of old. The lost are found, the blind can see, the weak are made strong. But now, we are witnesses to this reality. God is dead. We'd almost believed there is a way of redemption. There is a life of fulfillment. There is a peace beyond understanding. Now we know better. For us, we can say that God is encapsulated in this one realization. The single greatest sacrifice in human history is finished. How clearly we can see it. So what's so good about Good Friday? Just one thing, that the blood of Jesus can reverse the curse of sin and raise the dead Clearly we can see it is finished. The single greatest sacrifice in human history encapsulated in this one realization. We can say that God is for us. Now we know better. There is a peace beyond understanding. There is a life of fulfillment. There is a way of redemption. We had almost believed God is dead, but now we are witnesses to this reality. The weak are made strong, the blind can see, the lost are found. We had heard the stories of old, yes, this is what is true. The chains of mortality, utterly broken, Behold, freedom rising. Now God's people are unstoppable. There's no longer the sound of the enemy laughing, his plans obliterated. Here is our King, Jesus, overcoming our sin and our debt, reconciling us with God, erasing the very notion of our rebellion, our guilt, our shame. Heaven watched and saw it all, the naked humiliation, the inhuman flogging, the brutal beating, and this was deemed sufficient for all of us. We told ourselves that we were in control. All along, these were the plans firmly in the hands of God. Our sin drove the nails, our sin stopped His heart, and yet this is the incredible part of it. He never stopped loving us. The bright light of our future all in one moment bringing death to death by way of a cross. This is the story of Jesus, the Son of God, an innocent man putting to an end the wrongdoing of all humanity. How can one describe such a day? Good Friday.
1: We want to welcome you here tonight as we remember uh, the Good Friday and what this means for Christ and what this means for his followers. We're obviously doing this in a different way than we have done in times before, um, as we in some ways identify with suffering in ways we have not identified with before. And so we come to be with Christ as he ends his life that we might begin our spiritual lives and what we are going to be doing this evening is we're going to be looking at uh, the last statement of Christ on the cross we have as a church community over the last seven weeks been looking at each of the statements we will in this service recall each statement and extinguish one of the candles as we remember the life that was extinguished from Christ this service has a little bit of a different feel if you haven't been to our Good Friday before it is a darker service Uh, we will not be using musical instruments on purpose uh, as we recognize the humiliation that Christ went under Um, this time period for us as we remember we look back on the cross as a beautiful thing and it is beautiful but it is also a terrible thing and the crucifixion was a moment of utter humiliation of abject pain and isolation, and we recognize and celebrate with Christ as he asked us to do the night before, to remember what this took from him, and so we do this in honor of him, in memory of him, and also as we extinguish each one of these candles, we mourn the loss of him, and we will come back on Sunday rejoicing that our Christ is not dead anymore. So thank you for coming. We're going to start by singing "Man of Sorrows," and we'll try to provide the lyrics on the screen for you there. And then we'll begin. We'll begin with the first reading.
2: Man of song will sing Hallelujah! What a Savior
3: As the soldiers led him away, they seized Simon Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. And a large number of people followed him, including women who mourned and wailed for him. When they came to the place of the skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing.
4: Two other men, both criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise.
2: When I
0: The chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me?
1: Later, knowing that everything had been finished, And so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty.
2: striving seas my comforter, my all in all here in the love of Christ I stand in Christ alone who took on flesh all this of God in helpless faith this gift of love righteousness sworn by the ones he came to save still on that cross as Jesus died the wrath of God was satisfied for every sin on him was laid fear in the death Life. No fear in them. This is the power of Christ in me. From life's first crime to final breath, Jesus commands my death and me. No power of or calls me home here in the power
4: of Christ I'll stand. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it. the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. Without, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit.
3: As Ben shared earlier, over these past six weeks, we've been experiencing or participating in an extended Tenebrae service. That word Tenebrae is a Latin word meaning darkness. And with each candle as it's extinguished, the darkness increases. If I could, I'd just like to take a moment and share with you some of my practices um, that I've uh, adopted over the last, I would say the last dozen years or so, as I focus on this evening. It's my choice to focus on the darkness of the night. I even go as far as to, at times I have, and I will again this year, to fast from dinner this evening until I eat again on Sunday morning. It's a tradition of mine, since the movie came out, to watch The Passion of the Christ each Good Friday. And I do so not because I enjoy the movie, because it's so painful. I do it because it, with as, as I watch Christ take those stripes for me, realizing that not only am I the one um, receiving the stripe in him, but I'm also the man on the other side of the whip. I'm the one giving the stripe. And as I do so, I'm reminded again graphically how painful this was. I'm a big fan of the Tolkien trilogy. I've read the the trilogy through uh, three or four times. Uh, Actually, I'm feeling like I need to read it again soon. But knowing the end of that story propels me through, especially the longer, harder, darker parts of it. But I have to say, and I remember every time I read it, the way that I was propelled through that book the first time I read it. I prefer to allow years pass from one reading to the next, just so I can forget. You and I call this day Good Friday, and we do so because we know what's coming on Sunday morning. We know what happens here tonight is ultimately for our good. We see the cross, and in it we see victory and triumph. But we do so because of the victory and the triumph that we will experience on Easter morning. But I want to encourage you, if I can, tonight and tomorrow, allow the weight of this death uh, to press down on you. Allow yourself to sink into the darkness, if you will. If we can, if we can forget for a moment what happens on Easter morning, and allow this night to have its full impact. If we can just forget the end of the story, I promise you that when you wake up on Easter morning this year, It will be a wholly different thing for you. If we want to fully comprehend the triumph of Easter morning, then we need to fully embrace the defeat of Good Friday. Luke records this for us in chapter 23 of his gospel. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining. And the curtain in the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. When he said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness what this, this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and they went away but all those who knew him including the women who had followed from galilee stood at a distance watching these things if your bible has section headings this one this section probably is called the death of christ it's difficult to hear it's difficult to say but jesus dies this is not some sort of special son of god death but here the son of god is executed he dies. And our minds race ahead. They jump ahead because of the pain of this moment. And we want to shout, yes, but this isn't the end of the story. But if we're going to fully understand what happens at the climax of this story, then we need to understand what happens here. Our hero has fallen and he doesn't get back up because he has received a mortal wound. From this place, his battered body will be prepared for burial and laid in a tomb and sealed off from the land of the living. Romans 10.4 says, Jesus was delivered over to death. This is real death. This is human death. The same death that Adam and every single one of his children have experienced since the beginning of our race. Jesus dies. And to prove he is dead, a soldier takes a spear and he shoves it under his ribcage, up toward his heart. And Jesus doesn't move because he's dead. When he was arrested, Jesus says to the temple guards who take him, Every day I was with you in the temple, and you did not lay a hand on me, but this is your hour when darkness reigns. This is the hour when darkness reigns, and death wins, and death comes to claim his prize. There's another victor here on this day, and the victor is the law. Paul tells us in Romans three twenty-five and 26, that God put Christ forward to show his righteousness, because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. In times past, God passed over sins. Let me use King David, if I can, as an illustration. After his adulterous affair with Bathsheba and the subsequent murder of her husband, when David is confronted by the prophet Nathan, who is there acting as God's agent, David confesses, he cries out, and Nathan says, you will not die. But the law demands death, and God shows mercy to David, and he lives, and the law has to wait. Time and again, the law must wait as time and again God shows himself to be a God gracious, and merciful, and slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. But the day of the account is settled, and the debt is paid in full. Sin also has its heyday. This is the high watermark for sin. The manifold sin of all of Adam's race, past, present and future converge here on this innocent man on this day. This is the depth to which sin would take us. This is where sin has been leading us all along. So death and the law and sin, they get what they came for. And do you think they feel the earth shake? Do you think they saw that the sun had stopped shining? Do you think they heard the veil in the temple tear from top to bottom like a man grabs his garment and rips it in grief? Do you think they heard the dying victim's last words, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. The Jews standing around the bottom of his cross that day, they would have recognized that this was a quote from Psalm 31. In Psalm 31, David writes, For you are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, you lead me and guide me. You take me out of the net that they have hidden from me. For you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, faithful God. This is... This is a psalm of deliverance. And those hearing Jesus say these words, they would have recognized it as that. Isn't that ironic? A song of deliverance here in this moment, here with this dying breath. You and I are like that, aren't we? How many times for you and for me has God had to take us to the very place till there's no strength left, till there's no uh, courage left in me, till there's no ideas left on how I can get myself Out of this trouble. And then and only then, we turn to God in trust and in hope. And we do the thing that we we will now admit we should have done from the beginning. We should have trusted him because he's trustworthy. But it's not like that for Jesus. Not even here. Less than 24 hours before this event, Jesus says to Peter, Put away your sword. Do you think I cannot call my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? Even with this last breath, as his strength is gone. And at any time before this moment on this day, Jesus could have called the whole thing off. But it needed to happen this way. Jesus slightly modifies the words of David. David said, Into your hands I commit my spirit. Jesus adds the word father at the beginning of this line. He says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Jesus has lived every moment of his life on earth in his father's hands. He's crazy about his father. And he wants nothing more than for you and I to know his father the way he knows him. His desire is that we would know his father. And here at the end, he commits his spirit, his life, into his father's hands. In death, Jesus has never died before. Jesus learns obedience here at the cross the one who made heaven and earth, experiences something here now for the first time that he never has before. And it's death. And here in death, he commits his life to his father. What Jesus is declaring in his dying breath is what he has contended all along. There is life after life. Death does not and anything. And there is living that goes on beyond after this life that has nothing to do with a beating heart or with breathing lungs. And beyond that, there is a Father to whom we can entrust our lives even after life. And so here, with his last breath, he lets us know that this is not the end of anything in fact, this is just the beginning. There is nothing to fear. Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Now we'll end our Good Friday service this evening. I pray that this will be a blessed time for you and the ones you love. As I said before, allow this time to settle in. Allow yourself to slip into the darkness. Feel it. Embrace it. Knowing that there is light at the end of this tunnel. You are dismissed. Go in peace. God bless you.